Okay. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, loving the fact that we have won 5-0 today and it's absolutely amazing. 52 points. We're now mid-table, many points away from the relegation zone. Tuesday's night match against Brentford seems like a different world. Of course, we all predicted this was going to happen. We all knew that we were going to get get a magnificent result today in Luton Town, didn't we? Yes, that's maybe slightly lying, isn't it? But to help me talk through this brilliant win, I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hello, Paul. Feeling a little bit more upbeat than the other day? I'm feeling far more upbeat than the other day. Far more upbeat. Excellent. Hi, and I've also been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Afternoon, Paul. All right, then. So... Where do we start with this magnificent result? It's got to be with Jacku Mate, hasn't it, Alex? Four goals. Four goals. That's what is it, the first time in 40 years almost, I think, that a Reading player yeah. scored four goals yeah. in a game. And the funny thing is, he probably could have had five or six. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? I mean, we could talk about how poor Luton were and all of that. But actually coming into this match, Luton weren't in bad form, were they, Matt? No, like I mean, it's weird thing. Weird thing about it, we were pretty much hopeless coming into it. Luton coming off was it? They they drew against Leeds, um, a win and draw against um, Swansea and uh, Preston actually wasn't it? Yeah, um, and just completely, just completely capitulated. I saw some some uh, tweets after the game from Nathan Jones about how just basically it was just chalk and cheese really from from every other game and it must have been because they look they looked absolutely hopeless today <laughs> um for as good as for as good as we were but my god yakumate we pull our hair out at him sometimes most more times than most probably actually sometimes people does a disservice but he's he's just such an odd player such an odd player because we we pull our hair out at him and then he goes and does that and we know his goal scoring record because his goal scoring record to be fair over the past few years has been pretty good, really. You know, for a player that's a mix of a striker and a winger, and again he was out on the wing today, but still got four goals. But you can only be you can only be happy for the guy because he he always busts a gut, all will always give you hundred percent, and you know he's probably got 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 what he deserved today. Like Alex said, probably could have had five or six. Bearing in mind he had even had one cleared off the line before before he got his first. So. Yeah, now he's on 16 goals this season. Oh, you've got to say that's a decent return if you get a couple more. I mean, it's not impossible that you could get 20 goals now, is it? We've got five more games left. There's definitely some uh, matches there that you get a couple of goals in a couple of games. So, exactly. Alex, what is your feeling on Yaku Mate today and kind of as a whole season? Is he a striker that could be playing in that position? Because I noticed after the match that Mark Bowen said that Yaku Meitu was saying to me before the game that he wants to play as the number nine. But today showed him why he stays out on that right-hand side because he gets a bit more space. Do you think they should stay in that position? Um, I mean, I think the question really is uh, kind of back to your first three words is, is he a striker? It's nobody nobody really knows still, right? Um, he can finish sometimes and other times he can't. Would you want him as your main centre-forward? I don't don't know. I don't think I would personally. Um, I think he. I think he's better out on the right hand side. I think he offers offers a little bit more coming in, cutting in, uh, making runs from wide, and 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I personally would prefer to see him stay wide, um, but not necessarily as this right midfielder that we have seen him in in the past couple of well, past couple of games, past couple of months, I guess. But more as a right-sided forward. Um, I think he gets a bit more space. He's able to he's able to kind of like yeah push push past the defenders and and actually make runs for whoever is playing in the center. Um, whereas him playing in the center, I don't necessarily think he's quite got the, uh, I guess, quite got the hold up play that we would like to see um, from a player who plays in the center. Somebody who also had a good day was Puskas as well, setting up numerous goals, Matt. Yeah, yes. Like I think, it, it, well, I think to be fair, since 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 the lockdown or since since we come back from lockdown, he's been. I like. I personally think he's gone a bit under the radar, really, because like I think his his off the ball work has been brilliant, hurrying defenders. Is his hold up play as well has also been very good. He's just been very isolated half the time, and it happened a bit today. I think Tim Deller criticised him a couple of times for for, for for bringing the ball down well, but then not getting the ball off to 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 someone. But the reality was he didn't have anyone to get the ball off to anyway. So it was like. Um, his his all round game is getting better, and I think today it, it kind of it, it did show through quite a quite a bit. I think cause his his control is getting very what a lot a lot better. Um, is is running with the ball still needs a bit of work, I think, because like I think one or two of the or like one of the um, certainly one of the assists today, you could probably say he didn't mean it as much as so I'd love to say he did mean it. <laughs> um, skill, Matt. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was inadvertently. He inadvertently meant it, definitely. Um, but um, but 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 no, yeah. I think his all-round game is is getting better, and I think if if we decide to try and bring Mate more into play by, like Alex said, playing as a right forward, hopefully he can get the support from from you know Mate on the right, whoever you want to play on the left, whether it's Lucas Shaw when he comes back playing on the left, or or whoever really, you, you know, you can. You can then really start to see if that starts working. So, but um, but yeah, yeah, topped it off with a poacher's finish as well, and that's what you want to see from a striker, isn't it? It doesn't matter how they go in. I mean, he's obviously meant that one, but I'm saying it's just been in the position. It's completely yeah. what if you get six or seven goals like that a season, that's perfect. Makes his life so much easier because he can get all the other ones from like normal players a striker, but. Just Yaku Mate. I mean, I could talk about him all evening now, obviously. Man's got four goals. The first time in 38 years, I think, since uh, Kerry Dixon. In a game that was very Reading, we managed to score four goals for one striker and still lose, 7-5. Again, Doncaster, that was. I wasn't there before anyone asked. I'm not that old. And uh, it's a kind of... I don't know. Just so composed on all those finishes. If you just look at the hat-trick goal that Mate scored, just it was, a really it was very, nice thing. It was very unmate like all of his finishes, like 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 you say, Mate has a tendency just to whack a ball as hard as he can and hope they go in. Normally they go about ten yards over or ten yards wide. But I mean, like every single goal was just very, very calm, very composed. He didn't rush. He didn't snap at them. They were, you know, very good strikers' goals almost. You know, it's it, it was just very unmate like. But I mean, we've seen him do it before. But it's just whether or not he can, you know, learn learn from this. Learn to, you know, you don't have to just whack a ball as hard as you can and hope one in ten goes in. You know, like if if he can learn from it, maybe he might become, you know, a number nine. But just at the moment, he probably doesn't quite fit it because he does 
snap at fools too much. But I mean, today he's proven what he can do. So to to give um, I guess to give Mate a little bit of um, I think Mate was allowed a little bit more freedom today, which helped him immensely. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to, despite the fact that the system and the formation we were playing didn't really change, the personnel changes uh, at the start of the game made a massive difference to how we were able to play. Um, it, bringing Pele in to yeah. s- to basically sit and screen in front of that defence, has it, it, that completely changes the makeup of this side and how we look. Um and I, I know that over the past couple of months, or past what two or three games, we've all we've all kind of said, "Oh yeah, we want to see a change in the system. We want to see, you know, a different striker up front, or we want to see two up front." And this system doesn't, or the way we play today, it doesn't. It isn't two up front in your traditional four four two or three five two, but it allows Mate to basically have free roam of that kind of like attacking right hand side. Um, without having to worry about defending too much, because every time he goes forwards, Pele actually moves across to cover him on that right-hand side, or Rinomota moves across to cover him um, as once we lose the ball. But uh, yeah, the, I, I think the, the movement or the move to bring Pele in and then to push Swift into that like number 10 role behind push gas, it completely changes how we look as a side going forwards. Um, we're able to create a lot more from open play. We look much more like we look much stronger in the center of the field um Rinomoto, it basically has the freedom to move between playing as the, the the kind of the second pivot with Pele and then when we do have the ball he kind of pushes on and plays alongside Swift and you play two set uh, two more attacking pivots um I think that that three in the center really complement each other very very well and I think that allows for players like Mate and Ajaria to basically have a lot more freedom going forwards. Um, which, you know, as you can see today, we, we we created what five, six, probably seven chances where we could have scored. Um, so it's yeah, that I think was probably the main reason that we looked quite so well, quite so threatening going forwards. I think Pele goes under the radar a lot as well, uh, a, a lot with his work. I think a lot. Uh, or quite a few people obviously remember the player he was when he when he joined us. Little unsure about him, but I think as the season's gone on, he he really just changes that midfield. Like you say, he changes the entire dynamic, and he's a very good athlete as well. I know he came back from lockdown a little unfit. I, I don't even think it's necessarily Pele as a player. I mean, I think Pele deserves a lot of credit for coming in and doing that role. But I don't even think it's necessarily Pele as a player. I think it's the actual role that Pele is playing, which. True which I don't really think that Bowen has had someone playing that role in previous games, or he's kind of tried to rely on Rinomoto, who definitely can't do it, um, because he's too... Or Rinomoto is much more driving energy and wants to push forwards. Uh, we don't actually have... A, we haven't actually had a player who's... Want, or not wanted to, but we haven't had a player whose role it is to sit in front of the defence. Mm. Um, so whether it's Pele or it's someone else next season, um, if Pele doesn't get signed or come back on loan again, Reading do do seem to need to have somebody to sit in front of that um in front of the defense like a ledger would like a pele and and kind of just screen the defense and, and offer the attacking players a bit more freedom definitely well because it's an interesting one because like, i think whenever we, we we talk about system time and time and again but pretty much whenever we played our best football this year it's been in a 4-1-4-1 formation that game or the run after christmas the game the game um fulham 
you know uh, the game at um, uh, Birmingham as well pre-lockdown. We we always seem to play best in a four-one-four-one formation. So like like it it could be very very key to look at getting that that position locked down uh, over the summer, whether it's like you say Palais or or someone else. But it's, it's certainly a position that I think goes unnoticed at the moment. So deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, I think someone also who deserves a lot of credit today on his first time as the Reading FC captain was John Swift. I don't think he put in exceptional passes. I don't think he set up a bunch of goals. But his whole work effort in setting the right example of tracking back, sensing danger, I, in some ways that was one of his best performances, but he hasn't actually done much in the attacking third. Do you think that's a fair point? There was a moment in, I think it was in the first half. Um, yeah, definitely in the first half when when Swift tracks back and ends up headering the ball out, I think, or clears the ball from a header um, in his own area after Luton have, have managed to get on a break. And you saw Swift header it away and you thought, well, how has Swift managed to get back from playing in a number 10 role to be the person who's heading the ball away in the area? Um and he really was kind of like all over the place today. He dropped in to get the ball from the defence. He was up near Pushkas to offer him options. Um, yeah, he, he didn't necessarily produce many like key passes or he didn't really... I don't think he had any assists, did he? Maybe he had one? I'm not... not anyway, it doesn't, doesn't really matter either way. But, I mean, he didn't, he didn't produce like a swift key moment of the game. Like he didn't score. He didn't really uh, ever look like he was going to be the key player but his performance overall was outstanding mm-hmm. um he really kept the ball moving he he was looking for options the whole time um and i think that's that's that was like one of yeah one of the best performances i've seen from john swift mm-hmm. yeah definitely even against it doesn't matter whether it's against luton town you still got to go out there and do it and he made it that the luton town couldn't get into the game and that's exactly what you want, because people will listen to this. I understand it. Luton were rubbish, basically. They were dire, absolutely dire defensively today. Even their manager has said after the match that that was kind of not the Luton town that he knows. But you still have to go out there and do it. And the players that we picked and the bold decisions that Mark Bowen made to make five changes, a lot of us were like, we want to see changes, but we're not quite sure on this many. Bringing in Osho bringing back Blackett. I mean, I thought Blackett for me showed yet again, after all those months out of not playing competitive football, he's our best left back. I mean, I know we've got right. Richards and we've got Obita, but for me, Blackett is the better player. What do you think, man? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, I think I've, I, 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 I've praised Blackett pretty much whenever he's, whenever he's come in, maybe he doesn't quite probably justify the wages he's probably on with us. But I mean, he's he's a he's a fantastic footballer, really. He's very 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 good on the ball. Um, like, like yes, he had mistakes back at the start of his career at Reading, and that's probably tainted a lot of fans' views on him. Like, but I mean, whenever he's come in, especially this year, even last year at times, you know, he, he's been very very good, and probably one one of the best crosses we've got in our team. It's probably a shame we won't have him, you know, next season to have as a left back. But like the the professionalism still for him to come in and put in a performance like that, you, you know, you can only you can only take your hat off to him. So yeah, definitely. And alongside him was Tom McIntyre as well, who's 
didn't have an exceptional game, but to see him playing in that team is what we all want to see, isn't it? Oh, definitely cheat as well. Yeah, keep keep playing cheat. You can't really can't really do much more. And I think the I think the the thing that will go very much under the radar about Tom McIntyre on a performance like today was just he did all the simple things so well. Didn't take any chances. Cleared it when he needed to clear it. Some proper no nonsense clearances. It's just proper no nonsense. Just have it. Just have it. Oh yeah, but it's like we've seen it time and time and again though with with Reading defenders. They'll they'll try and they'll try and do too much. They'll try and do something clever, but 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 it's like with Tom McIntyre today. I mean, there was a part in the first half where basically whenever the ball was coming to him, it was just walloping it away. You know, and so that's just what you need sometimes. You know, it might not look conventional. It might not look. You know. It might not look, um, you know, Barcelona at their prime, Man City in the Premier League, but I mean, we're not them. You know, you just need a defender just to do the simple things well, and he did them very well. He only really got caught out once um, when when Luton hit the crossbar, but I mean, like, but I think Luton only had five shots today, you know, in the entire game, and you, that can't all just be attributed to the fact that Luton were poor. You know, you've got to like, like you've got to look at the defence at some point and say, you know, they've they've done very well at, you know, restricting, you know, a team that had been, um, you know, scoring before today. You know, they weren't poor before today, Luton. So, no, totally. Well, Mark Bowen's highlight of the match was a save from Raphael late on to keep a clean sheet. It's <laughs> it's five nil win moment to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, no, it is, but it's just kind of like, I don't think he really, I think maybe Yaki Mate scoring four goals is a little bit enjoyable as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one, I mean, on the Blackett, Blackett performance, I know Matt was raising how, how good Blackett looks. Um, another positive of Blackett coming in today, and uh, uh, just before I move on to that, actually, is one one thing is, I really think that Jordan Abita is probably going to end up leaving the club now this summer. I don't really see how he fits in. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of taken to Omar Richards um, as a left-back. I think Blackett today showed that he's a better left-back than a beater. Uh, I know it's only one game, but we've kind of, as you've seen, Matt, you, you said it, every time Blackett's played left-back this season, he has looked pretty good. Um, I don't really see a place at the minute for Jordan Abita. In it's the, sad to say that team, which is, it, Beach, it's but... disappointing to say that, but it's like, yeah, I it. I mean, it's nothing against Jordan Beach. I mean, if he stays, yeah. I'm not going to be uh, worried. I wouldn't complain if he stays at yeah. all. I just don't see a spot for him in like the first 11, which is that's why I think it's difficult to kind of see him stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the point I was going to make anyway was Blackett playing at left back meant that Ajaria looked so much better as well. Because he had someone overlapping him who was actually acting as a left winger. Yeah. When we had the ball, Blackett was so far up the field um, that Najari didn't have to worry about being that left winger, and that he could basically drift inside when we had the ball, um, which meant that Najari was able to actually almost act like a central attacking midfielder when we had the ball and a left winger when we didn't have the ball, um, which was that was really good to see. Well, the prime example of that, Alex, sorry to cut in there, was the two goals that we scored over the Christmas period. At yes. Fulham Literally. and at right. Preston, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. those three people: Ijaria, yeah. Blackett, Swift at the end sometimes. But you need that movement. And the key, the key, the key, the, or the keys to this system rely on you having an attacking wingbacks. If you're going to play two players out wide in Mate and Ijaria today, you have to have wingbacks who are prepared to get forwards. Um, and look at the goals which we scored today. The second goal which we scored. 
the cross comes in from Osho, who's right by the touchline. Um, and the one, two, three, let me just count. Um, the, the third goal, the third goal we scored when, when Mate scored his hat trick, Ajari has been able to drift inside wide because Blackett's overlapped him. So, and just as on a point, that was a great pass by Ajari for Mate's third goal. Uh, it was a brilliant pass. Um, the, yeah, the, the, the key is to have attacking wing backs. If we have a proper attacking wing backs in this tide, um, we look like a team which can create going forwards because it unlocks all the potential of these other creative players. Yeah, that's, no, been, that, totally that's been agree. the key. That's that's been the key because we've not been able to unlock their their creativity. I mean, how many times have we said it on podcasts before about creativity of the players we have? You know, and players like Swift, we know they're creative players, but they just can't make anything. You know, and it's unlocking that if 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 it is having attacking wing backs, you've got to play to that. So. Yeah, I mean, you just got to look at how we've played today. If you keep on giving Swift or Ijaria that ball just outside the penalty area, at some point they're going to play someone in. They've got enough ability to do that. Yeah, I, I, sat like Luton did. That was just completely wrong. They got no. Everything. I will say Luton set up in a very very strange manner to, to sit Swift. off Swift to sit off Swift so much when he was outside the area. Yeah. Um, it's almost as if they haven't. It's almost as if they haven't actually watched John Swift play. Uh, you can't. You can't. You can't sit off him and just give him time on the ball. Like you need to. You need to press him. Yeah, um, I think so what has happened is they've seen our previous games and since lockdown. Yes, they thought that's how we're going to play. Yes, they, they've seen oh, Swift playing as that deep lying playmaker, whereas in reality now today he played as a number ten and it's a completely different system and it it just seems like Luton have just completely kind of been fooled by the fact that we've changed changed the way we've played yeah no it's completely stuffed them hasn't it the, the manager their manager was not ready for that i mean as fans we weren't ready for it but maybe as a Luton manager you've got to think i've been caught out here completely yeah well i think i think one of the one one of, one of the main things was the jaris performance as well it's like jaria i think we haven't talked so, so we, we've waxed lyrical about pretty much every other reading player today but Ajari was sensational today. It was like, like, and I think he's he's been pretty consistent as well since since lock mm. since lockdown really. Like his performance has been very good. But I mean today, he was he was brilliant. He was pretty much at his best day. And that that pass for the is it the second mate goal? I mean, it it was reminiscent of his pass to to mate actually again in the Sheffield Wednesday game for his for um the first goal in that game. Uh, like and when when you got someone that can can thread a pass like that, I mean, how we got it through, I do not know, but it was just such a delightful pass and just it was so it was a very good performance by Jari. I just want the club to announce he's here per he's here permanently because so I think we all know it's kind of there and the obligation is there to buy, but I just want to see it in writing because I want to see his name on a Reading shirt going forwards. <laughs> no, 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 totally. I mean, if we're going to lose John Swift, because Mark Bone wouldn't talk about the Sheffield United bid after the match today. Um, I think if you're obviously John Swift, you're going to want to go to Sheffield United. I totally understand that. I mean, it's going to be really tempting, isn't it? Um, why would you want to stay at Reading at the moment? Sheffield United are going to be there at the end of this season aren't they but also i want to say thanks to everyone who's given a donation to our fundraiser for the forbury memorial which obviously will go to the phantom brewery uh, site who've got their own fundraiser 
uh, £650. Uh, really appreciate everyone who's given money towards that to get a T-shirt. All the T-shirts will be going out next week. Alex will be the person who is posting them all, so you need to send him love. He will get them to you as soon as possible. My post office is just going to hate me. <laughs> they are going to hate you, aren't they? <laughs> you just got to say it's for charity. It's for charity. <laughs> Yeah, that's not COVID aware at all, is it? God, we always got through one without mentioning it. Paul, why did you do that? But it's just really nice to have a positive podcast and kind of see the team flowing. Forget the opposition. We've won 5-0. We can worry about all the other stuff another day. But 5-0 away, and it's not our first big away win. We've had others at Sheffield Wednesday. Birmingham was pretty good as well to suddenly come back as well. If we could transform a little bit of that away form to the Medeski, we'd, we'd be so get a bit more consistency as well. Yeah. Get a bit more consistency because we seem to be we seem to be very good, or Bowen seems to be very good at getting reactions off abysmal performances. You talk of the Wigan performance, you know, at home, then win, winning quite comfortably against Barnsley, the game against Brentford. Now winning like we did today. Yes, we're playing very well. We're probably lucky we're playing very poor teams after it, but I mean, you know, he seems to be very good. And I you think it's probably something. You still have to beat those teams, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you've still uh, got to put five goals past them, which, you know, if, if, if it was that easy, every single team in the league would do, you know. So but, yeah. but it's, it's something I think I think goes under the radar a bit. Bowen needs a, a bit of credit, at least. I know some people aren't sure on him, but I think, you know, you've got to look at what he's done. And it is, it, the fact he he does have flaws, but there's a lot to to him that I think had, that we can we can look at going forwards and be confident about. Uh, definitely, if we'd lost today, there'd be massive pressure. And not only have we lost, we've had a really convincing display. I mean, one of the biggest ironies that I enjoy is we had 38% possession. I mean, who cares? Who cares if we had 38% possession? <laughs> it's all about where the goals come from, isn't it? But I don't know. I think Mark Bowen, I'm fully on board with him. Do I think he's going to be amazing yet? No, I don't think that. But I think he sets up the right foundations. And mm-hmm. one thing I would also say, we've got an issue now, and we could go on to this for a whole podcast, but I don't want to do too much. But we've got a captain. In the last three games, he hasn't been played, dropped essentially. We've won all three. Now, a kind of, I think it's a big call for a manager to drop a captain, first of all, but he's done it more than once now, and he's getting the reaction from the players around him. So I think that's a good thing, Alex, that kind of like he's got that fault to the players still. I think it's both good and bad, right? Like if you're dropping your captain more than one time in a season due to form, I would yeah. say. No, no, I get that, but for yeah. Bowen, he's got the, 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 the reaction, yeah, the, the, the fact, A, the fact that Bowen is uh, okay with doing it. Mm. And he has no, he doesn't seem to have a problem doing it. As we, as you said, that's not the first time he's done it. Um, it that, that's definitely a positive. He has no, he's not playing favourites. He's not, you know, he's not worried about reputation. That's got to be a good thing. Uh, the reaction from the other players is definitely a good thing as well. He's, you know, he's getting the reaction of players when, uh, you know, when they're, when they're being brought into the squad, he's getting that kind of positive reaction off them. Um yeah, with I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to go too negative on on Liam Moore. We we don't know what's going to happen in terms of him coming back into the side. Um, him not coming back into the side, we we don't know yet. Um, I think it's it will be interesting to see what happens over the next few games, whether whether he's brought back in or not. Um, and I think 
that will probably lend itself to kind of what we see happen over, I want to call it summer, but it's not really summer. Um, what, what we see over the break at the end of the season as to whether it's, uh, whether, whether we're going to see Liam Moore kind of playing for Reading next season, I guess. Yeah, I'd, yeah, it's, it's all things, the situations and that, the club and transfers, our finances, all kinds of things happening there. But hopefully we are moving in the right direction and we have got Huddersfield at home. Seems a bit weird. Home away games seem a bit kind of, you know, it's a bit strange, isn't it, at the moment? But we get a win there. That will put us on 55 points. I think maybe at the beginning after we came back into football after the period out, I was hoping we could get the 61 points. If we do get a win against Huddersfield, we kind of still got a chance of getting their match. Do you think we could get to 61 by the end? Um, I think I, I think with the with, with the games we've got, we've got a lot of winnable games. You know, is it five games left? I think yes. um, after you know, it, it's it, it's certainly doable. You know, you've got you've got a very good win. You know, today. You know, like and to be fair, un, un, under Bowen, the, the general. The general um, trend has been going up, you know. So uh, it's it, it certainly it's certainly doable, you know. The the teams we've got to play, you know, take take the confidence from this game, take forward. Like you say, if, if you beat Huddersfield in the week, it's certainly achievable, and you've got a spring in your step, and you've got a real platform for next season as well. So you know, I think people talk about motivation for the end of the season. I think there's every motivation still there. You know, if the players still want to play for Reading, you know. They're, they're going to want to finish as high as possible they do this year and, you know, finish as well as possible for themselves, for the manager and for the team. So, and for the fans. And for the fans, yes. How could I forget the fans? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's 60, thousands that will be there. No, if, if we can, If we can get to 61 points, then I would be pretty pleased with that. I'll be very happy. I think six, six, 61 points would get us in the top half five mm. years out of the last seven. That's, yeah, sixty-one would be progress, wouldn't it? From yeah, season. and if we get if we get sixty-one points, that's yeah, obviously massive progress compared to where we've been for the last few years. So, I'd be very, I'd be, I'd be very happy if we can score another nine points in our last three games, of uh, three games, in our last five games. But hey, who knows? Like, let's let's aim for 57, uh, 67 points. Five more wins, please, Mark Bone. Yes, thank you. I like that positive ending. Brilliant. Thanks a lot for listening and uh, enjoy your weekend. You really can. Reading haven't completely screwed it up for once. So cheers. Thank you.